Hey, happy Sunday, Midtown community. Thanks for joining us this Sunday morning. Hey, don't forget, we're meeting at North Star Church at 4 p.m. We're just watching God do some really cool things. Uh, one of those cool things is uh, my guy, uh, Big J. Man, I'm so <laughs> thankful you're here. I'm thankful for you. Too. Yeah, man. We're, we've been walking together for a few years, yes. and uh, I'm excited for you just to help walk us through the Word today. Yes. Um, I want to give you guys a, a preface of where we've been a little bit. We've been going through the book of Acts, and uh, we, we hit a pause for a second because I really wanted to, to narrow in on the fact that we're in a spiritual battle. Yes. And there's four things that we've identified, uh, and we're still identifying. Yes, sir. But we're identifying four things that the enemy uses in our life to keep us from the, the call that God has on yes. our life. Yes, And um, so the first one we walked through was doubt. Yes, sir. And we saw that played out in the garden, uh, that they ate the fruit, not to... Not to try to be like God. Actually, they doubted the fact that God actually already exactly. created them yes, like sir. Him. Yes, sir. And so the enemy really uses lies in our lives. And we believe lies, it leads us away from the truth. When it leads away from the truth, we actually get enslaved in yes. bondage. Yes. But we can be set free through the person of truth, the person of Jesus. The second thing uh, that we talked about, uh, doubt then moves to discouragement. Yes. And so that's what we talked about last week. And then this week... I'm excited for you to bring us in uh, to our topic. So why don't, why don't you start us off today, okay, man? Definitely, definitely. So the topic for today is uh, distractions. Okay. Right. And I got a story. Uh, me and my son, right? I'm always hanging out with Eli, right? And Michaelana, she had to do uh, some singing the other night, mm. and so she got home super late. Well. I had to put the boys to bed, right? So disaster number one, right? No. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like eleven o'clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Eli is in the in the living room, and I'm in the back, and I'm I'm trying to find pajamas for him, and I'm calling, "Hey, Eli, you know, come back here. Hey, Eli, come back here." And I I've called three times, nothing, right? Oh yeah. So I go back in the living room, and I'm I'm looking like, "Hey, Eli, you didn't hear me calling?" I look down. And there's toys all over the floor. His favorite TV show is on. And uh, he's got candy. He's got he's eating candy 11 o'clock at night. Michaelana, if she walked in right now, you would have to pray for me, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so I asked him, I said, Eli, did you not hear me calling you? And he's like, no, daddy. And I I Mm. sat back for a second and I realized it was because he was distracted. There were so many things in the way from him hearing my call. Oh, yeah. And that kind of is like the story to start this. And, you know, I want to define really quick what distractions is, right? So I looked it up. And basically what distractions mean, it means to be pulled, um, your focus or drawn away from something of greater importance towards something of lesser. Yeah. And I thought, wow. Oh, yeah. what What a definition, right? I love what you said. Even as you told that story, I thought about sometimes the lesser things still tastes good. Oh, you know what I mean? Man. Yes, it does. Like, I'm, I'm a kid. I'm yes, sitting there eating candy, and I know Dad wants me yes, to go to bed, does. but man, candy sure does taste good yes. sometimes. In, in the circumstance, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But not knowing as a father, we know how important sleep is. Oh, it yeah. actually helps you to grow. It, hel- it helps us to have a little bit of peace, right? Yep. But um, sleep is very important, but it's hard for a child to yep. see that part of it. Yep. And then you awesome. see, like, so the doubt factor in all this, yes. I really doubt the fact that Dad knows what's best exactly. for me. 
Exactly. Uh, I know what's best. Exactly. Dad exactly. doesn't have the best intention for exactly. me. We haven't even started the scripture yet. Right, we already right. preach it, right? <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> so there's so much in this. Yes. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, bring us into that scripture, man. Okay. Bring us there. So that scripture would be Luke 10, 40 through 42. Okay. And it's the story of Mary and Martha, right? As they invite Jesus into their home. And most of, most of you have already heard this message before. You've already heard the, the scripture before. Um, I'm going to read it to you. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair that my sister just sits here while, while I do all the work? Tell her to come help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it would not be taken away from her. And, and after I read that, I started, I began to think, Jesus, why did you say that what Mary chose was the better portion? What, what is it? What is it that she chose that Martha didn't, right? Mm. And he showed me it's relationship. Yeah. Being, being close to Christ. That relationship, yeah. she chose that. Yep. And then we look at Martha, right? A lot of us, I, I'm like Martha at times, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we we more worried about the other details, yep. right? Let's, Results. Let's make sure, yeah, let's Results. make sure that this house is clean before yeah. Jesus gets here. Let's make sure that this meal is cooked to perfection mm -hmm. for Jesus. Yeah. We're more worried about serving. We're more and more worried about all these other things, yeah. right? But Mary, what is she doing? Yeah. Could you imagine? She's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Oh, yeah. She wasn't distracted by her name either. So I started thinking about who Martha. Martha was really more concerned about her name that day, looking bad. And, and so she was doing work, man. Yes. She was going to get the result. Yes. But she didn't realize that the person who is the name was sitting in the room. Sitting her, in the room. You know, like, man. But that's what you're saying, that, that Mary really recognized the reality of what was actually in the room. Yes. And man, I, I find myself missing the mark so many times, just getting so distracted Me with too. things that I appreciate or the results that people appreciate. Yes, sir. And I forget the person yes, sir. Uh, that I was made to appreciate. Yes, sir. That's yes. so good. Yeah. That is so good. So that kind of brings us to the next point on how do we stop ourselves from being drawn away from Christ? How do we stop ourselves from being distracted? Yeah. So we look at Hebrews 12, 1, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Oh, so he's already set it before mm -hmm. us. Okay, we'll come back to that. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiated and perfects our faith. I love this part right here. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. Disregarding its shame, now he is seated in the place of honor mm -hmm. beside God's throne. It's one of my favorite passages, man. That's one of my favorite passages. It's powerful, man. Super powerful. 
and you see the reality of, of how uh, Jesus actually uh, accomplishes his task, uh, which is joy. And then you see the invitation for us of how we accomplish our task, which is the joy of actually seeing the person of Jesus, keeping yes, our sir. eyes on actually the joy of our life and not getting distracted. In the ESV version, when I read it, it says fix. Yeah, that's good. Fix. It means to set your mind on something and fix it there. Yeah. If you ask any workman, anybody that works with wood, when they have to fix something in place, they either nail it in, they, they hammer it in, or screw it in, right? Yeah. Or they use a C-clamp to hold it in place yeah. so that it can't be moved. Right. You know? And I think, really quick, one of the, one of the best uh, examples that Jesus gives, this is crazy. Peter, Jesus' best friend, that's his homeboy. That's the person that he walks around with every day. There was a point where Jesus told his disciples about, I'm, I'm actually about to leave this place. I'm about, to be, I'm about to be crucified. And what does Peter say? Peter said, no, Jesus, you can't be. And what does Jesus respond by saying? Away from me, Satan. Mm -hmm. That's your best friend. You know why he said that? It's because he wasn't going to allow that, that whatever Peter just said to him to distract him. Right. It was a distraction. It was sent by the enemy right. so that Jesus was like, no, you're actually right because I can call down angels yeah. and I don't have to go through this. Yep. But he said to his best friend, away from me. Yeah. He always had in mind what awaited him. Yes, sir. And that was the truth that compelled him every second yes, sir. of his life. No matter how good that candy looked, no matter how good that that TV show was, yes, sir. no matter how good it seemed in the moment, he always kept proper perspective. And that's something as, as we think about distractions in our life, and I just know I'm, I'm talking to a lot of us who just really get distracted. Um, I, I just think that verse in Hebrews 12 helps us really step out of the distraction, and maybe you're stepping into it, and you're, be, you're maybe living a life of distraction. You know that. I just think this, this passage really calls us to, to turn our eyes, to fix, to fix back. Yes, maybe, maybe you've gotten unfixed. Maybe it's broken off or yes, maybe sir. you've moved in a direction. But the cool thing and the wonderful thing about Jesus, and this is what the joy that we actually have yes, is that no matter where you are, no matter what you've walked into, he wants to call you back yes, sir. to put your eyes right back on Jesus and walk with you. He actually wants to uh, walk with you. I think about in, in Revelation, he says, knock, I'm knocking. If you open the door, listen, I'm gonna come in and have a meal with you. You're gonna discover something really good, uh, but knock, if, if, if that is you today, call out to Jesus. Yes. I believe he's knocking, you're watching, I believe he's knocking, and he's inviting you to fix your yes. eyes on him. Yes. So, so I wanna finish up our, the conversation about Hebrews 12 okay. and, and really tie this in because uh, what kept Jesus from the distraction um, and I, I want to make sure that we really capture this because it's so important. The, the verse said, uh, because of the joy awaiting him, what was the joy that awaited him? So he endures the cross. That means in the, in the future that what he was coming his way is something really, really challenging. Yes, I don't know about you, but that's not awaiting that's me not. just yet. Um, but what awaits him is something really challenging. And the way that he endures through that process is the joy that awaits him. And there's two, there's, it's a twofold answer. The joy that awaits him is, is perfect fellowship, togetherness with his Father in heaven. Yes. But also the joy that okay. awaits him, the reason that he actually comes to earth, God, man in the flesh, 
is that he endures this thing to make right relationship with me and you. Yes, sir. God loved the world so much, and it was going to be his great joy to display his character to the world by defeating sin and death yes. and making right the thing that you and I broke. Yes, sir. What kind of God is this that would come to his... I mean, it's it's 100% love. It's, it's this essence is love, but like the joy that awaits him, like... I can't wait to be back in perfect fellowship with with these people and with you. And we're going to be one, and then we're going to be one with them. Yes. This is the joy that was coming to fruition from the beginning of the Bible to the moment of the cross and resurrection. Like that's what the whole book is pointing to. This is the joy that was. I love the way he went out. Oh yeah. Last words. It is finished. Oh yeah. He knew what it was. It's done. I did the work. He did the work. It's good. Man. From that moment, where he he just oh yeah. man yeah. <laughs> some of us I think need to really trade in a joy, and some of us think that joy is going to be found here. It's going to be found in something I've in this place. That. I have I've too, man. That. We both have, and I think everybody, if we're honest, we all have. <laughs> uh, but the reality is, if you will surrender up the joy that you think is here, and receive the joy of Jesus, uh, I promise you, mm-hmm. He wants to fill you with a presence his actual presence uh, that will supersede anything you've ever experienced. And it's going to take you uh, to something really, really special. Yes, sir. So now that we've uh, discussed a lot of topics about distraction, I I I want us to walk away with three points to be practical in our lives, right? Yeah. To to know distractions and to know how to discern them and, and things like that. So I want to give you guys three points, okay? Point number one, identify the distraction. And how do you do that, right? You do that by knowing the truth. So let's look back at what Jesus and Peter were walking. Jesus has told his disciples, right? He's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually about to leave this place. I'm actually about to go through some very horrific things. And Peter stands there and he's like, no, no, you can't. We won't allow it. Right. And he says, get away from me, Satan. And the reason why he says that is because he knows the truth. Right. Jesus knows truth. Mm-hmm. So as you begin to align yourself with the truth, you would start to understand what is a distraction and what is not a distraction. And then you can start to discern what's important yeah. and what's not important. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. And ultimately the truth, when we talk about what is the truth, how do I, how do I have the wisdom to understand what is true? A lot of us might think you're asking, well, which, which way should I go with my life? Which, which way is right? Uh, some things are right, but there is one truth that yes. helps us discern which way is right. Yes, and the truth is a person. It's Jesus. Understand what this is. Uh, the truth is, is the gospel, the good news that God loved you so much that he came to make right standing with you. Yes. He actually wants you yes. to have right standing with him. And if you receive that by faith, then you you are made right. This is the truth. Now, based upon that being true, which way do we go in this life? (laughs) That's where everything goes from. And that's why he says, seek first the kingdom and everything else is taken care of itself. Because everything flows from the truth. But the truth is a person. We need to have right relationship with the person of Jesus. And then you'll be able to discern every distraction. It's really good, man. That's good. That's so good. So now we're going to go to point number two. And to me, this is very pivotal in your walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. 
surrounding yourself. So point number two, surrounding yourself with people who have the same uh, uh, passion or, or intimacy with Christ as you do. You must have that. I know you've probably heard the saying, birds of a feather flock together, right? Yeah. If you are married and if you have uh, a bunch of friends that are single, you're going to start to pick up single tendencies, mm. right? This is the same aspect. If you're going to someone who is not following Christ and doesn't know truth mm. and you ask them for advice, chances are that advice that's given to you oh, yeah. won't be truth. Right which will cause you to fall even further off the path, right? Think about what, what Martha did. Yes. I mean, she's not living in the truth, so what does she try to do? She wants Mary to do what exactly. she's doing. Exactly. Come join me. Come join. Right? I, why aren't you joining me? Yes. Now, you yes. should be joining me. You should be right, right here with me. Why right. is this as important to me as it is, right. you know what I mean, that type oh, yeah. of thing? Um, Friends of truth are so And to me, this is what I love about Midtown community, life groups. Yeah. How, how key, how pivotal is our life group. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a family life group that I now consider every male in my life group my brother, right. every female in my life group my sister. Right. And not just say, oh, that's just my sister, but no, really would do anything for them. Right. Any one of them. And they know it. Oh, yeah. And they would do the same for me. Right. If I have a problem, I go to them. Guess what they give me? The word. Yeah. Let's see what the word says. Yeah. And see, I love that. Yeah. When I can go to a friend, and that person in my life group is not saying, well, I think you ought to do this or I think you should do that. No, let's go to the word and see what the word says. Right. That's different. Yeah. But that's true. That's right. Right. So I'm going to let you talk about point number three. Yeah, man. So, so let's, let's go back. One, identify the distractions. Yes. Uh, two, surround yourself with people of the truth. Yes. What we talked about. And then three is learn to apply the truth. Mm. And so as you learn to apply the truth, this is really a process of walking this journey out. And we do that together. Yes. But inside the church, here's what happens. Sometimes you take the role of Jesus. Well, every time you take the role of Jesus, you're meant to. Yes. Uh, but a lot of times, uh, as you walk this journey out, you're not going to do it perfectly. So what am I going to have to extend to you? Grace. Grace. I'm going to have to extend grace to you. So much grace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to receive the grace. Yes. And it's going to really challenge your life. Yes. Because you're going to go, I didn't deserve that. But he gave that to me. Yes. Man, I'm thankful. I got a fresh sense of what Jesus did for me. There you go. And then I've got a fresh sense of my call for what I'm called to there do for go. others. Yes, so that they get a fresh, tangible experience of Jesus. So we're learning to walk this out. And that's what I want to encourage you as, as we leave this conversation today, and we'll, we'll continue the conversation at, at 4 p.m. today. But as, as we leave today, uh, maybe you don't know Jesus today, you can. Uh, you can start by a simple prayer, asking Jesus to come and save you, meet you right where you are. Maybe you've gotten distracted, and he wants to take away those distractions and help fix your mind in a really set way. Uh, he wants to bring stability, power, love, and sound mind to the way that you think and live your life. That's what the truth does for us. That's what the word says. And I've experienced that in my life. You've experienced that in your life. Yes. And we're growing in understanding of that daily together as we walk this out. So maybe that's you today. First experience is, is you need Jesus. The second is maybe you need to continue in the way with Jesus. Maybe you, you knew Jesus and you just need to step back in. 
I want to invite you. Would you step in with us? Would you send us a message today? We'd love to connect with you. We want to meet you right where you are. Maybe you don't want to join us. Maybe you don't want to, you need a conversation. We're here for you. We just love to have a conversation with you. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. No matter where you are, whether you're, you're feeling far off or you're feeling close, my prayer is that you've been encouraged today knowing that Jesus forsook every distraction yes. to live the perfect life, endured all of that because you were on his mind. Uh, that, my friend, is something that, that brings really like just a lot of uh, comfort to me, yes. encouragement to me, and I pray that that truth brings in comfort to you. Uh, thanks so much for being here. We'll see you all next week. Much love.